Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Happy Tuesday. I can't believe we're ready into March. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. I'm not going to be on super duper long just because we have a basketball tournament tonight, child. So I had to get there. But I did want to come on and talk about a lot of stuff that's going on right now. So I hope you guys are doing good today. Come on in, y'all. So now before I, I want, I'm going to get to it right now before I forget during the stream, just because I'm not going to have like the full two hours. Um, this is a sponsored um, live stream. So let me go ahead and play my ad now for y'all. And then we're going to get to the show just because I do not want to forget just because I have a lot of stuff going on right now. So give me just a second, y'all. Come on in. And let me go ahead and play my ad. All right, here we go, here we go. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. Today's show sponsor is BetterHelp. And as you guys know, a lot of people are going through it. People are really stressed out. We have the cost of living going up and a lot of people do not know what the future may look like in 2023. Did you know that a licensed therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small? Talking out your issues, problems, and fears with a licensed therapist can help you become less stressed and more confident in accomplishing your goals. So if you're thinking about trying out therapy, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, and it's all online. All you have to do is go onto their website and fill out a short survey, and they will match with one of their hundreds of licensed therapists. And also, don't forget that if you're not clicking with that therapist, you can switch therapists at any time. So you're never going to be stuck with one particular therapist. So if you want to be a better problem solver and get your goals accomplished, therapy can definitely get you there. So make sure you guys go on to betterhelp.com slash sipslow to get 10% off of your first month. So once again, go onto the website, betterhelp.com slash sip slow to save 10% off your first month. So make sure you guys check them out. All right, y'all. Okay. Thank y'all. I'm back. So it is a lot going on. I wanted to do an update on the whole Breakfast Club drama. As you guys know, I had talked about it this past weekend with the whole back and forth, but it wasn't really too much of a back and forth. It was DJ Envy saying that Angela Yee was capping and then Erica Mena, nobody asked for her opinion, but she got involved and claimed that while she was creeping with DJ Envy, Angela Nguyen was co-signing it. And now she basically wants to act like she's all for women. But, you know, my thing is this. If DJ Envy's wife has forgiven him, why does Erica keep coming out the blue? Like, nobody cares that you fucked a married man. You knew what time it was. You was cool with it. And then in the same breath, she likes to play victim about Safari cheating. And that's what I never understand with women, that you will go out your way to try and mess up another woman's marriage, but then somehow your marriage is off limits and everybody's supposed to, oh, you're married, oh, I can't touch your married dick, even though you was guzzling down somebody else's husband's dick, right? So to me, her coming out was silly. It's like, why, why are you even speaking on this situation? So anyways, y'all, then they had Portia, on the breakfast club and you know Portia was speaking out and she was asking you know Charlemagne and Envy what they thought Charlemagne he was not trying to get involved in this conversation at all 
DJ Envy ended up talking more about the situation. Then they also went on to talk about Tamron Hall, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let me go ahead and pull up the video because I want you guys to listen to what they were saying on The Breakfast Club here. And then Angela Yee also child spoke on the situation. So let me go ahead and share my screen. All right. Former host, co-host Angela Yee was on Tamron Hall show. All right. That's not an easy show to be on. She was sitting up there and she got grilled. And they talked about, she, uh, Tamron asked her about being the lone woman on the show, basically her being the only female representation on this show. Anyway, here's the audio so y'all can hear again what she said. We're all individuals, but sometimes it's hard for people to separate. I want to go back to the woman part of it because mm -hmm. you did hit on something because you were the lone woman on this show with a lot of bravado, with a lot of edge, disruptive, and that's why millions of people love the show. It seemed to me that people were always riding you. Yeah, and you know, I was the only woman who worked there too. I mean, when it came to producers, camera people, and it wasn't an easy room for me. I didn't know in. that. Did you find yourself fighting for respect from the co-host who I know respect you, mm -hmm. but when you're the only woman in the room and which blew me away just- Yeah, before. for how long has Taylor been here? I was six, seven years. She's been a producer here for six, seven years. Who's the person that actually cuts all these clips? Mm -hmm. She's cut these clips today. She's cut them for years. She's cut them for years. Uh, Sasha Taylor, too, that new intro was fine. Sasha was here before Taylor. Mm -hmm. There's a, a bunch of women that's been working here. Uh, I did speak to you last night. Me and you got on the phone last night, and she understood what I was saying when she she said that she meant in the room, meaning the people that actually worked in the room. But that's not what that clip said, and that's not how it went out. And that's what I was upset about, because there's other people that work here that do a lot for the show. Yeah. The first person you, you talk to every morning is who? Right. Sim Simma, Samantha. Yeah, it was a woman. Sydney, but who's here right now, is, you know, does digital. There's women that work here and continue to work here that continue to push me and Charlemagne to the next level. And I just took it as, I didn't want to diminish that. And we and Charlemagne and I always talk about how important having women in our lives, especially right. black women in our lives, you know, Charlemagne talks about his wife is, is the CEO of his house. I talk about my wife is the CEO of my, my house. So mm -hmm. I just took that a, as a way. What we spoke yesterday, she's going to, um, I guess, clear it up on her show today and what she meant. But I just didn't want to diminish or take away from what these strong black women do for our show. Yeah. That's, I, my, that's my point. I agree, Charles. What you want to say? Nothing. Nothing. Interesting point. Okay, <laughs> so let me pause it right there. So Charlemagne didn't want to say anything because clearly he was over it. Now, DJ Envy was saying that it was the way that Angela said it. And I agree. She was not clear in her statement. Unless you work on set, if you're just somebody just, you know, watching and listening to what she's saying and not knowing how it works to be on like a set of a show, you would think that she was the only woman there because she clearly stated in that clip I was the only female. There were no producers, camera people, you know, so it made it seem like she was the lone woman on the overall breakfast club when that clearly wasn't true. Um, so now in the second half, I'm going to play for you guys. Now all of a sudden, you know, Charlemagne, you know, all of a sudden the, the, the cat don't have his tongue. When it came to Angela Yee, but now when it comes to Tamron, all of a sudden, you know, he got his voice back. I think Tamron's trying to take Wendy Williams' spot. So I want you guys to listen to what Charlemagne, Portia, and DJ Envy had to say about Tamron. Check this out. 
I feel like Tamron Hall and her producers got together at some point and said, look, Wendy Williams is leaving, mm. so somebody on daytime TV has to be messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it feels like Tamron has been being messy on that show lately. Just me. Hidden mess. Okay. It's a hidden mess. Mm. I went on Tamron's show, and I was so excited. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, she's... A- Beautiful black woman. She's, you know, branched off, got her right. own show. Mm-hmm. I did not necessarily feel supported on her show. Really? Did I expect her to agree with everything? I was promoting my book, The Pursuit of Portia. I didn't expect her to agree with everything. But there was a turn where it turned from just her asking questions about the book to her kind of almost attacking me, almost mm-hmm. making me feel like I had to justify anything that I had going on. And it just didn't feel good. Right. And that way too with me? Yeah. Feel- yeah. Uh, me and my wife went on there. And it was it was a situation, you know, if, if you picked up my book, I talk about my life and how I was. And the reason I, we wrote this book is to try to help other brothers and help other couples. Right. And I talk about how insecure. And now we haven't set our day. We are dating right now. He's still courting me. You know, in the Wait, South. How are you engaged in dating? You don't date your husband? No, I married him. You should be <laughs> you should be dating. You should we, be yeah. keeping the excitement going. We're but enjoying each you're other. You're engaged to be married. Right. And I'm still his special sweetheart. We are in the honeymoon phase. We're enjoying each other. Yeah, it'll come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need to be dating. We date. We date. We said it never blew up like this before, I guess, but maybe it was. Okay, before I keep going, this is the part where Angela Yee is addressing the drama. So let me go ahead and play this short clip. That I said it, I'm not sure, you know, but I guess people were interpreting it to mean that I meant that there were no women working on the show. And that was not my intention. Right. So not to make any. Girl, anyway. All right, let me come back on the screen. Okay, let me address the part with Angela Yee. Um, since she only took a few seconds to address it. I do believe that she was purposely trying to play semantics. She was purposely trying to look for sympathy. Um, she was trying to go the, the female empowerment. I was the lone woman on the show with all these men and people always attacked me about what they said. She was trying to go the whole female, I need women to back me up and it'd be nice if there were more women there to, you know, where I could look to where they could be supportive of me. You know, the same energy that she didn't give to women that came on the show. She let them, you know what I'm saying, basically figure out themselves why she also kikied and laughed. So... Um, I definitely feel like she did this for views, okay? Before this situation, when I tell you I hadn't seen that damn big blog, when I say big blog, I'm talking about Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, Baller Alert. I've never seen anybody talk about anything from her show. I didn't even know her show's name. I've seen stuff go viral for for her. What's the sex show she has where they talk about sex all day? Um, I forget the name of that show. I've seen clips from that show, but this way up with Angela Yee. I've never seen any clips until all this drama happened. And now people are posting the clips. So, you know what I'm saying? Job well done, Angela. Okay. Lip service. That's what it is. Thank, I thought it was lipstick. Lip service. Thank y'all. I've seen those clips go viral, but they're usually about muck. That's the same one that went viral when Go Glorilla says she likes to, you know, she likes for a guy to skeet on her french fries. And she eats it as dipping sauce. See, they go viral for that type of low vibrational muck. But, um, you know, so job, job well done. You, you finally made the blogs. People finally know the name of your new show. So she knew what she was doing. Okay. Um, so, you know, good luck. I'm still not, I'm not buying what she's selling. I'm still not tuning in. I'm not interested. But let me say this about Portia and DJ Envy and even Sharla. 
coming for Tamron Hall. Because I'm noticing a lot of people are saying, Tamron Hall is messy. She's messy. She's messy. She's trying to be Wendy Williams. I don't think Tamron Hall is being messy. Tamron Hall, y'all got to understand, she comes from a no-nonsense journalistic background. So she's a journalist first and foremost. I know I have journalistic integrity, but I'm damn sure not a journalist. I'm just self-taught. She actually went to journalism school and college and all that stuff, right? So she's a journalist. So how she approaches stuff is going to be different than how like your typical, you know, blogger who's trying to kiss ass. Like if you watch like, what's his name? Carlos uh, King from um, uh, the, the, the Real Housewives. Now he has his own podcast. All he does is kiss those ladies' asses for the most part because he knows that's his bread and back. Tamron doesn't care. You can come on her show one time or never come back. It makes her no difference. She's going to keep pushing on. I think Tamron is saying and asking questions that people want to know, but in a different manner. Wendy Williams, I think, was more brass with it, right? Wendy was more or less like the round the way girl and she's going top flipping and, you know, ask you uncomfortable questions. Wendy got off on seeing people squirm and become uncomfortable. And she didn't give a damn who you were. Tina Knowles, Whitney Houston, Tupac, Wendy, you know what I'm saying? She did not care. Now, Tamron does it in a more classier way. But my thing is this. Just say that you want interviewers to coddle and kiss your ass. Because that's the vibe I got from DJ Envy and Portia. Well, she was kind she's down low messy. And, you know, I just felt like she wasn't supportive. Supportive of what? Look at how you introduced your relationship to the public. It's People were rooting for Portia. Let's not forget that. We're rooting for her relationship to work with Mr. McKinley, a.k.a. the hot, the hot dog king, right? You know what I'm saying? Balling. We were rooting for them. That was her baby's father. He's balling. She finally got her baller. So, you know, he messed up. He cheated. They broke up. We wanted Portia to find love. But how were we introduced to Simon? We were introduced to Simon via who's the other girl he was fucking, the first wife. Write her name in the chat because she, I don't forgot, the Blasian girl. That was her husband. This is how we were introduced to her on Real Housewives of Atlanta. What is the Blasian girl's name? My screen's like five seconds slow. I want to get her name with Phelan. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Phelan. Phelan, right? So we go to Phelan's home. And us as an audience, we're like, well, damn, okay, mama. You know what I'm saying? Little young Phelan, she don't came up. She's talking to this old ass Nigerian man living in this nice ass house. Big old pool, big old house, 30 foot ceilings. Uh, she got a plane. I mean, we were like, okay, all right. We see you, mom. We were all happy. Like, this is cool. You know, Portia done made a new friend. You know, they're getting it in. And then, you know, like we say, hindsight is 2020. Portia's throwing shade at the girl's cooch and sipping tea and, and, you know, throwing, you know, pussy shade, right? And all this little stuff that we didn't pick up on initially. We didn't pick up on the coochie shade until after the fact when it came out that she was now dating Simon. And remember when she got with Simon, she got a lot of backlash because it looked like you introduced us to that girl's husband, but the whole time your trifling ass was plotting. And then now you don't took her man and he's just as trifling as hell too. And an attention whore for coming on the show, knowing that he was trying to fuck around with you. So I'm confused as to how she thought Tamron was supposed to handle her. 
When you introduce the world to somebody in a trashy manner, that's the and that's the energy you're gonna get back. Like she said, I don't date my husband, I married my husband. Meanwhile, you're dating somebody else's husband. Because remember at that time, uh Phelan was still married to Simon. So again, it, it's not about Tamron being rude. It's about you want you have a lot of people who want to be coddled. DJ Andy's like, I wrote a book to help black men. We wrote a couple's book to help people. We didn't, we, we didn't ask for your help, sir. We didn't ask for your help. You wrote a book. If people want to buy the book, they're gonna buy it. If Tamron, you know, is just there to interview y'all. I don't think she was rude in the interview that she did with DJ Envy and the wife. She just didn't really seem to care one way or another, but nobody asked y'all to write us a book. How about you just don't cheat on your wife with loving hip hop stars? How about that? I think that goes a lot longer of a way than you writing a book. You know, so I, it's, it's just, I don't know. I just find it very rich when you have celebrities who do commentary, who do interviews, then crying when they're the interviewed. It doesn't make sense to me. How many times has DJ Envy gotten, you know, rude with people on the show? Remember when him and Jesus and Meryl, they got into it and he was trying to check them for, you know, making fun of him and his wife? We all know Charlemagne's antics. How many people has Portia clowned and talked down to other women on, uh, on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta? Even on Dish Network. You know, she's had some little snippy moments. So it's always funny that the main people who do commentary can't dish it. You know how many bitches on, on the internet talk shit about me all day, every day? You think I give a fuck? I don't flag nobody's videos. I don't respond to nobody. Because like I always tell y'all, if I can dish it by giving my opinion about everything under the sun, by giving commentary, who am I to cry because a bitch I'm never probably never going to meet in the real life has something to say about me? That's their opinion. I'm still gonna come out here week after week, running my mouth, stating my opinion, okay? And moving on with my life. So I never understood that. Like people would do commentary and then cry when they're the subject of commentary. No, you can't get me to cry about no commentary. I don't give a fuck. It ain't that serious to me. So I, I'm just really confused how all of a sudden they're upset with Tamron for doing her job. I don't think she's being messy. I think she's doing her job and I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? And, and Tamron, I, I really like Tamron, point blank period. I like her and I'm happy for her. And I think what I'm seeing with all these people saying, oh, she's being messy, da, da, da. I'm thinking Tamron is starting to get up there in the ratings. She's starting to leave a few people in the dust and people are feeling away. Okay. She's starting to get those big interviews. They're starting to go viral. I mean, Tamron is on the, you know, hip hop blogs now. Before, you know, every now and then she's starting to be on the blogs more and more. And I think folks are feeling away. There's a new queen in town and I'm here for it. So kudos, Cam Tamron. Kudos to you. Keep doing your thing, sis. The more they talk about you, the more blessings bestowed upon you. Okay. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Tamron is coming up and she deserves it. I've been watching her ever since she was on Dateline, talking about her murder sister. Remember, she used to do all them damn uh, ID channel uh, uh, shows and all that stuff. She got me into true crime. So I I'm here for Tamron Hall. Okay, so kudos to her. I really feel like a lot of these folks just want to be coddled when it comes to interviews. 
They want to be coddled. But yet and still, when you go to their platform, they, if you go on The Breakfast Club, they tell you flat out, nothing is off limits. We can ask you about anything. You know, if you want to get mad, that's on you, but nothing is off limits. But now all of a sudden, they don't have that same grace when they go on other people's platforms. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, again, Angela Yee did this to go viral. So kudos to you. you got some buzz on the blogs. Uh, DJ Envy. Portia, that's just what it is to interview. Don't be so sensitive. Y'all do this for a living, okay? All right, y'all. So let me go ahead and read this super chat here. Oh, Moneybag Mo's in the building. Thank you for the $299, sis. Mo be coming through. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you so much for coming through. We've missed you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Manuel Hodginson says, hey, T, I turn 18 tomorrow. Any advice? Thank you for the super chat. Um, enjoy it while you got it. Enjoy being 18. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy it. And also start working on your credit now. The younger you are, that you get your credit and finances together, the better you will be by the time you become an adult. So that's the one tip I can give you. So thank you. Um, let's see here. It's on baby said 999 says, hey, I made it early. Well, I was a little late, but dropping some money on UT because you're my favorite creator. I love your daily progress. P.S. I need to update myself with the deep dives. Yes, definitely watch the deep dives. I'm going to be coming out with another one this month. So thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you for the support, sis. Uh, John, Janisha Taylor sent five says, hey, T, I've been trying to catch a Discord opening since last year, August. How and when can I catch it? Keep doing your thing. Proud of you. Thank you so much, Janisha. The only way you can get into my Discord, I make the announcements for paid members only. So if you're a paid member on YouTube or Patreon, we open it up like every other month, every two months, we make the announcement. I leave it open for a few hours and then we shut it back down. So that's um, how people get on. Um, eventually, my goal, like I told Madia today, I am over Instagram. I don't know if y'all noticed it because she really had to talk me into it. I shut down my Instagram today. Like I shut it down. I am done with how people think they can come at me. And the second I say something back, Instagram is punishing me and threatening me uh for for clapping back and i'm not even cussing i'm checking people and it's like the second i say something back i get in trouble so i shut down my instagram i did and Marty like literally like was crying like no please don't i'm trying to post the next story and i'm like i'm tired of this shit she had to like really call me off the ledge because i'm over instagram so she you know talked me to open in the backup so it's open back up because she just wants to do her job honey and make her you know content so i told her in a minute i said Marty, in a minute i'm gonna pull you into the discord you're gonna be in the discord posting all this shit because i don't have time i, I just i just really don't like y'all some of y'all are weirdos you know what i'm saying and the second like somebody talks about anything deep or sees something esoteric all y'all want to do is clown and talk shit you know what i'm saying have your opinions but stop coming at other folks who don't see things the way you do in a disrespectful manner, you know? And um, so it's it's open, it's back up. But in a minute, I, I, I'm really this close to just saying F Instagram. I don't like the app. 
I don't like the nonsense on there. And I really, you know, just would rather just really home in and just stay on my discord. Um, but for now, she's she was like, just don't go on there. Just let me keep posting. Just don't go on. So I think some of it be bots. It like because the, the stuff that the things that I see that are written, it just does not make sense. Chad, I'm so over Instagram. I just really am. I I do not like Instagram. I do not like that site. It's something about it. Um, but let me see here. Uh, 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 TJ said 999. Thank you so much, TJ. Says, T, I'm watching you on TV. You got my brother and pops drooling over here. They want you to come to Brooklyn. Hey, daddy. How you doing? <laughs> Not Sandy watching me. <laughs> I am going to come to New York this year. I don't know if it's Brooklyn, but I am planning on coming to NY. So I will keep y'all posted. <laughs> y'all know I'm a mess. Thank you for the 9.99, sis. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, oh, Luther's boy. Thank you so much for the 99.99, Luther's boy. Appreciate you. He says, T, it's been too long. Just dropping by to show some love. Miss you. I miss you too. And thank you so much. Um, I don't know if you caught it yet, but I have posted something in the Discord because it's something about all this red. And the red boots. And I was waiting to see your comments. So I posted it in the in the Illuminati room. So make sure you check it out. It's a lot, it's a lot going on, child, especially with Brazil. So all of that is in there because I know you love that type of stuff. <laughs> but thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you. Uh Kate the Great says, the lie tonight was great. You were speaking nothing but the truth. I like the sparkly top and lipstick. Send in love and peace. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you, Kate. All right, y'all. Damn, time be flying. Okay. So let me get on to the next topic here. I got to talk about the Chris Brown. Chris Brown. There's too many Chris's in this world. Chris Brown. Chris Rock. <laughs> I got to talk about the Chris Rock, Will Smith drama. Okay. So um, I missed it when it came live on Netflix because I was at my friend's um, get together. But I watched it Sunday. His comedy special called Selective Outrage. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Okay. Now, part of me feels like is Chris Rock a low tea, you know, low key tea sipper or something? Because y'all know I talk about selective outrage all the time. And when everything first happened, when, when you know, Will Pac, remember I used to call him Will Pac, he called Will Smith. <laughs> He called him um, Shook Smith. Okay? Remember. And then remember when it first came out, I, I had Chris's back from day one. Remember how the whole internet was against me? Oh, no. He was protecting the black woman. He was protecting Jada. I said, shut the hell up. Y'all only scream that black, protect black woman bullshit when it's black women that y'all like. When it's regular, degular black women, y'all could care less. I don't feel no more safe than, than the fact that Will Smith went up there and punched him or slapped him um, over Jada. That doesn't make me feel any safe as a black woman. Remember, I, that was my stance. From day one. Then, remember, because I think I went live that Monday after the Oscars. Because everybody was Team Will and Jada. Child, by the end of the week, I said the internet is so fake. Remember, everybody flipped. <laughs> remember, by the end of the week, everybody flipped. 
And all of a sudden, it was against Will. All the memes came out. It was one other guy. Who was the one? Was it? Uh, he was a musician. Eric Benet. Remember, he was like, uh, remember, he was at the Oscars. He said, okay, I see everybody running to go see. Is Will Smith okay? Has anybody checked on the guy who was assaulted? <laughs> Has anybody checked on Chris Rock? And he said, he said, if that was him or another Z-lister who ran up there and put hands on Chris, they'd have been arrested. I think he was one of the few celebrities who spoke up that day. A lot of them celebrities did not start siding with Chris until well into the end of the week. I said from day one, it was assault. You know, I have no vendetta against Will, but I'm going to call it what it is. Will messed up. And that's just what it is. Everybody don't know what the hell's going on with, you know, Jada Pinkett's head. I didn't know. And I'm a woman. I didn't know she had alopecia. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you know, let's just keep it real. He had been going through a lot because he's been the butt of jokes for a while. You know, thanks to Jada and the whole entanglement, you know, and, you know, August Alcina. Now, August Alcina then created all this mess along with Jada. And now he done swung out the closet, got a whole boyfriend. Boyfriend fine as hell, too. I said, what the hell is going on here? Now he's gay? You was just smashing Jada. Okay, well, y'all's business, he's grown. But, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought he made a lot of good points. And I think he was smart the way he went about it. Yes, I'm going to leave Will. Y'all want me to do that again? I'm going to leave Will. I'm going to leave Will. I'm going I'm to I'm leave Will. I told people for years she was fucking that little boy. Everybody kept, kept saying, you lying, you hating on Jada. Nobody hating on Jada. We all grew up watching Set It Off. Jada's a beautiful woman. We remember her on a different world. We've been a fan of Jada, but it is what it is. Y'all seen August Alcina's peen? Remember bitches was suing them for breaking their damn cervix and shit. I said, please. I could tell the way they was on that red carpet. That smile that Jada was wearing. Jada ain't smiled like that towards willing years. All of a sudden, she got a glow about herself. That's what happens when you get some young pain, okay? And she was, like I told y'all, she was filling August Alcina's head up with a bunch of bullshit. She was writing that big old peen. I'm going to leave real. I'm going to leave real. I'm going I'm to I'm leave real. So August was sprung. He thought he was in there. He thought he pulled Jada from Will. He found out, no, she ain't going nowhere, okay? They got an open relationship. Will got his little chick on the side. You're just some side peen, nothing more, nothing less. August got hurt and just started, you know, spilling tea and putting jewels in songs and, you know, just creating a bunch of chaos. But I told y'all two years in advance she was fucking that little boy. And then it finally came out. And all I did was just laugh and sip slow because I've been caught it, right? So... I think Chris Brown, Chris Brown, I'm going to stop calling him Chris Brown because Chris Brown's been viral too. Chris Rock. I think the way Chris Rock did this was really smart, right? I think the fact that he said, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not going on the red table talking, talking to Miss Jada. I'm not going on Gail King, nor will I go on Oprah Winfrey. I'm going to do what it is I do. I'm a comedian. Going to ride this shit out. Keep doing my little tours, not speaking to the media. Sign me a $40 million Netflix deal, and then y'all will find out how I truly felt. I think he played it right. And so, you know, you got a few people who are offended. They're saying, oh, he's wrong. He was calling Will and Jada bitches. Now, these are the same people who are offended, right? Because, again, selective outrage. 
These are the same ones who will have no problem calling me or you, you know, regular Joe Schmo bitch on Twitter. Let you disagree with them. Fuck you, bitch. They'll call regular people bitches all day. Chris Rock says it. Oh, this is not right. They'll listen to rappers. Call women bitches all day. Chris Rock says it. Oh, it's so disrespectful. But no energy for the black male rappers who rap bitch in every other word. No energy for the black female rappers who sit there and say bitch every other word. So, you know, again, selective outrage. Now they're saying that Will Smith is hurt. He does not like this. They're saying that, you know, he feels that Chris Rock should have let it go. He's apologized not once, but twice. So why bring it up a year later? Sir, you don't have the right to tell people how to handle and process hurt, embarrassment, and humiliation, okay? You could have sat your ass down and let the joke fly. Everybody would have forgot about the joke. The joke wasn't that damn funny. Everybody would have forgot about the joke, but you chose to get your big, strong Tupac self up there Okay, you were the living embodiment of, of King Richard and Tupac. You chose to get on up there, walk up on the stage and bitch slap Chris Rock. And then walk back like, you know what I'm saying? Like he was the man. So if nobody could tell you how to react in that moment, you don't have the right to dictate how Chris Rock should handle, you know what I'm saying, this situation that you all put him in. Okay? So... We're going to go ahead and watch this clip here. They're saying that Will Smith is hurt. He feels away. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, so let's go ahead and watch this together. Shout out to all 8,000 people in here. I see 8,000 people and only 1,000 likes. What's up? Can we get a few more likes here? All right, let's go ahead and watch this real quick. For Will Smith, my whole Life, I root for this mother, okay? And now I, I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. Chris Rock took aim at Will Smith during his Netflix comedy special on Saturday, one year after the actor slapped him at the Oscars. <laughs> now, a source tells ET Will is embarrassed and hurt by what the comedian said about him and his family. During the special, Chris referenced the cheating rumors that surrounded Will and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, in 2020. And his wife was f***ing her son's friend, okay? Now, I normally would not talk about this shit, but for some reason, these put that shit on the internet. I got into an entanglement with August, that's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship, absolutely. She hurt him way more than he hurt me, okay? And who's he hit? Me. The special marks the first time Chris has spoken publicly about the Oscars slap. And people like didn't hurt. It still hurts. <laughs> I got summertime ringing in my ears. I'm, I'm just glad to see after what happened and all the trauma and stuff that he emerged stronger. I'm glad he's getting a chance to be seen and appreciated. As for Will, he addressed the incident the day after the Oscars on Instagram, offering an apology to Chris. A few months later, 
after the Oscar winner was banned from attending any Academy events or programs for a decade, he said sorry again in an emotional video shared to YouTube. There is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. Now, E.T. Source says Will hasn't watched the special, but people have told him what Chris said, and Will would like for him to let it go. The source adds that Will has worked on himself and wants Chris to move on so that he and everyone else can too. E.T. Source says Will is also upset that Netflix gave Chris a platform and thinks it's distasteful. And while Will may not have been into okay, right Chris's friends, <laughs> situation i think this was closure for chris rock i think now that he's made the 40 million the clips are viral you know the internet this is only gonna be viral for the next two days and folks will move on i think this is chris rock's closure i don't see chris rock going on a hobo tour continuously talking about will and jada let's keep that real so i think uh will i know you you know you're salty right now but let him have his moment the same way you had your moment, okay? You went on several apology tours. <laughs> Jada. <laughs> what happened to Red Table Talk? I just haven't seen the previews of it recently. You know, Jada was still doing her Red Table Talk thing. You know, so let him have his moment. It ain't like he been talking about it. it ain't like he been clowning, y'all. I believe this is Chris Rock's closure, and we won't hear any more about it. Okay. Now, Tony Rock, that's a whole nother story. Tony Rock won't shut the fuck up about the situation. Tony Rock, <laughs> legend has it that Tony Rock is still talking about that damn slap till this day. Tony Rock's ass was here in Minneapolis talking about the slap. I had to look at my friend like, is this Tony or Chris? Why is we, this 10 minutes into me still talking? Was you slap, sir? I'm just saying. Now, we can't control what Tony Rock does. He's, you know, he's Brooklyn all the way. But yeah, uh, you know, but Tony Rock is funny. I, we had a good time. That show, that entire show was funny. But yeah, you know, Tony Rock gonna talk about it now, okay? I'm just telling you. Chris Rock, I don't see Chris Rock continuously talking about it. But the other Rock, oh, he's gonna talk about it. Oh, he's about to stretch this. <laughs> Tony Rock gonna be like, today I got time, cuz every day for the next year, okay? But, um... I enjoyed it. I think he made a lot of good points in this. And like I said, and maybe because I grew up in a different era, right? We grew up as children. Maybe we had no business listening, but we grew up in the Deaf Comedy Jam era, okay? We grew up with Martin Lawrence, you so crazy. He talked about a lot of crazy shit in that comedy special. We grew up with a lot of vulgar comedy specials. So to me, I enjoyed this. Um, you know, there were some parts that people kind of felt were kind of distasteful, like the, the quick slavery jab. 
or him talking about abortion, but abortion is killing a baby, but you know, we live in a soft world. So, you know, abortion feels good, but saying killing a baby, ah! it's really the same thing. But, um, okay. Then some people are saying that, oh, you know, he shouldn't have talked about Meghan Markle. Oh, please. Meghan Markle needs to stop talking about Meghan Markle. When she stops going on a hobo tour about, you know, this whole woe is me tour, then others will stop talking about her. She won't shut the heck up. So, you know, people have the right to discuss her bullshit. Um, and I told y'all from day one, I never believed that story about, oh, they were trying to see how dark the baby was going to get. Yeah, because you're my color, Megan. Yeah, because me and you are the same skin tone. Ain't nobody checking behind little Archie's ears. Little Archie looks a little white baby. He looks full white. I would never look at baby Archie and get him mixed up with who got a little brown skin baby I can even compare him to. Nobody's going to mix up Archie with a black child. So stop it, Megan. Um, but, but you know what? I, I do want to say this, though. I like the fact because, you know, everybody wants to get on the part when he was talking about, you know, oh, I didn't like the slavery joke that he said about Will Smith. But I appreciate the fact that he also called out white men and their constant victimhood. He talked about that. I liked how he said that you have a lot of white men in this country now who swear up and down that they're victims too. You had them, you know, storming the Capitol, climbing the walls like it was the Game of Thrones and shit. They was falling off the wall and all this extra stuff. I'm like, what the, what the hell is this? <laughs> Just go up the stairs. Y'all remember that scene in Game of Thrones where they was climbing that damn, the castle and all that shit, trying to get to the other side? The wildlands, a bunch of damn wildlands hanging off the damn Capitol building. I'm like, sir, you can just go up the steps. It's a lot easier. I'm just saying. So um, I like the fact that he did. He went in on that. He went in on how everybody wants to be a victim. We live in a world where everyone wants to be a victim. They want to be outraged. But let's keep it real. A lot of the outrage that I see, especially on social media, and I've been saying this for a long time, is bullshit. It's performative outrage. Y'all are not really mad. Y'all just want to, you know, type in all caps and grab a meme and a gif. And you know what I'm saying? Act like you really care about something. But then when you shut down the computer, it's back to business as usual. There's a lot of performative outrage because there's no way in hell that every morning you wake up mad about something. It is 7.54 a.m. And you're mad already on Twitter? That's, remember, I used to tweet that. What we think mad about today, y'all, let me know. Because every morning somebody's mad about something. It's all performative. Y'all ain't that damn angry. Y'all just attention seekers, okay? Everybody's not a victim. You know, um, we all go through things, right? But how you overcome that is how you handle it. And we were, I, you know, we were just raised in a different era. That's why I just, I, I'm to the point I don't even like going back and forth with certain people of this generation because I don't get it. And as soon as somebody tells you something to toughen up, you know what I'm saying, grow up hair, then it's your mean, you're mean, you're mean, my feelings are hurt, you know? You, you just need to go with whatever I say. Absolutely not. I don't have to entertain your feelings. At the end of the day, they're your feelings. That's how you feel about yourself. I don't have to entertain your nonsense. And you, you have a bunch of people, they want to be coddled and they want things to feel good. And the second it doesn't feel good to them, they're bothered and they're triggered. 
well, you know, take your triggerness elsewhere. No one cares. And I think I'm starting to see a shift. I'm starting to see a shift. I think people are tired. People are tired of not being allowed to have an opinion, not being allowed to see things differently, you know? And what I also find very interesting is that a lot of people were saying that Chris was wrong for bringing up Jada and August's sex situation. Because like I said, I'm, I'm reading the comments on Twitter and stuff like that. He's wrong <clears throat> for bringing up that Jada was sleeping with August. He's wrong. But I remember when the trans girl um, did it to Will Smith's face. What's her name? Write the trans girl's name. When she was interviewed, I know it starts with L. It's like everybody's name is just like, my brain is like, I have brain fog. Can I think of her name? Write her name. Laverne. Thank you. I knew it with an L. Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Remember, I, what, I forgot what award show was. But Laverne Cox, to Will Smith's face, talked about the entanglement. Did Will Smith haul off and slap the shit out of Laverne, uh, Laverne Cox? I think not. Because he knew, had he stepped to Laverne like a man, oh, it, the, the outrage. Imagine what the global newspaper would have said. Will Smith puts hand on Laverne Cox, who's the same damn height and size as Will Smith. Okay? So it's very interesting that when, when Laverne brought it up to their face, which was very inappropriate, it was not, I mean, why are you bringing this up when they're trying to get an award? They're just trying to, you know, get pictures taken on the red carpet. Laverne was being very messy, but a lot of people excuse that. Oh, it was her first time. Oh, she was nervous. Oh, it's not a big deal because Will Smith laughed. Okay, all right. But now that Chris Rock is saying it on the stage, you got these same hypocrites saying that, oh, Chris Rock had no, he has no business bringing up her sex life. It's so misogynistic. Was it misogynistic when Laverne Cox said it in front of their face? No, it wasn't. Y'all Kiki laughed and excused her antics. So stop. Miss me with the bullshit. Again, selective outrage, okay? Fake outrage. Bunch of nonsense. So for me, <laughs> did I did I do the cross-eyed thing? <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I've been doing that forever. But people always ask, like, why do I go cross-eyed? I used to do it to my kids to make them laugh. So I, I do, I don't just do it on YouTube. I do it to my kids. <laughs> I'm like, where's your brother at? Tell him to come down here for dinner. Like I do, I used to have my kids all the time when they were younger and make them laugh. So yeah, so it's just like, it's fake outrage, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think we're, I think I see the the pendulum, if that's the correct word, swinging. You know, where people are tired of that. People are just tired of just the constant complaints, you know, about stuff that just doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't, you know? And again, I have no sympathy for Will or Jada. They put their business out there. They could have ignored it. They could have ignored August Big Dick Alcina, okay? Could have just ignored him and kept treating him like he was just a crazy, you know, a, a crazy person. You guys are Will and Jada. Why even acknowledge August? You know what I mean? Get him all this free press. <laughs> well, Sun Power, if you think I'm conflating issues, get your sensitive ass out my chat. Matter of fact, Sun Power, let me help you. Bye. <laughs> Look out here and boot Sun Power out of here. Goodbye.
Don't let the sun hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> we get rid of sensitive folks out here. Get to get, go watch somebody else, ma'am. As soon as they don't agree, oh, you're conflating issues. Oh, you're mean. Oh, what, what was the other thing that let us say? Oh, uh, internalize whatever the hell. They, they love using that word. Internalize whatever you want to add here. Internalize homophobia. Internalize uh, feminism. Internalize this. No, everything is not internalized. Some of us just don't give a fuck. It's just not that serious to us. So sunshine, go cry elsewhere, ma'am. Okay? Oh, I'm having too much fun, y'all. Oh, thank you. Hold on. Who said that? Brianna. Thank you, Brianna. Internalized misogyny. That's what they write. This is all internalized misogyny. No, it's not. Some of us women, we just don't care. It's just not that deep to us. Everything is not misogynistic. And you guys wonder when you go out now why most men don't want to approach women. They don't because the internet has made it so hard for guys to even want to approach people. Because everything is, oh, let me hurt and record this and show how I'm being, you know, harassed at the gym in my booty shorts and my, you know, uh, pasties and shit. Some of y'all are so extra. I'm, I'm scared for this next generation, child. I really am. The sensitivity, the nonsense, everything is not internalized. Some things are just not serious to a lot of us who have common sense. It's just not. But um, like I said, I really... I did like his his comedy show. I think he did good. I think that this will be the end of it for the most part. And don't let it be missed on y'all. He dropped the comedy show right before the, the new Oscars because there's gonna be a new Oscars award. So all of this was definitely planned strategic. And I'm not mad at him. See, Will Smith knows that year, that one year anniversary is coming up. So he wants everybody to forget about it. Chris Rock said, ah, not so fast, buddy. Let me go ahead and just give y'all a reminder real quick. So, like I said, um, he touched on a lot, he touched on a lot of stuff that I really like. And I like the fact that he talked about the whole victimhood and you know, the outrage and stuff like that. And I think people are just they're tired of the of the mess. African orchid dude says, T, we're all tired of the internal internalization. Yes, thank you. I'm glad y'all get it too. I remember one of my um, discorders, he's homosexual, real cool dude. He said he's not a fan of Little Nas X because, you know what I'm saying, he takes Christianity for real and he was very upset about the whole Little Nas X situation with the shoes. He didn't find it funny. He wasn't cool with it. And he said he got attacked by some people in the community. They kept saying that it was internalized homophobia. And this is a whole gay man with a boyfriend. He's like, no, it's not internalized anything. I don't agree with it. You know, so y'all need to stop with that. Y'all done learned a new word and now y'all won't shut the fuck up. Stop. Okay. So now let me see how long have I been on here? Oh, God, 50 minutes. Time is flying. I got to get ready to go. But before I go, I got to talk about Carisha. I'm talking about Carisha real quick. Carisha, nobody asked. <laughs> nobody asked for this tea. But Carisha, why? She has something to get off her chest. So we're going to go ahead and listen. <laughs> Give me just a second here to pull it up. 
Miss Carisha. All right. Hey, Mary. That means I'm giving my life away to you. So that means like, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. No, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married because I feel like men are not faithful. And if I can't marry, that means I'm giving my life away to you. So that means like, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. No, I don't. Okay, so Carisha basically has gone viral for saying that she does not want to get married. And okay, that is her right. Um, but I also call bullshit. So I'm going to go ahead and read what I wrote. I wrote a whole dissertation on IG. And this is what I wrote. I said, why would any man be faithful when you're willing to sell your coochie to the highest bidder? Folks always want to talk about faithfulness all the while promoting whole inside chick culture. Make it make sense. <clears throat> if I were a man, which means, uh, if I was a man with means, which is what she goes for, I wouldn't be faithful either. These chicks make it too easy to have their cake and eat it too. So why get married and waste the churches slash God's time when all you're going to do is be in an open marriage anyways? Then I said, marriage isn't for the weak. It takes a lot of work that people don't want to be bothered with. So they use the excuse that no men are faithful just to say, just say it's more work than you're willing to put in and keep it moving with the mental gymnastics. Okay, so that's how I feel about this situation. I'm not knocking her saying that she doesn't want to get married because, again, marriage is not for everyone. But when you just you, when you just sum it up to that, like, oh, there's just no faithful men out here. But you also promote side chick culture, fucking for bags. I'm a city girl. Fly me out. Well, who who wants to be faithful to you when they have to keep thinking of, you know, when you're out of town, are you, you know, tricking off with the next man? OK. And also. Marriage is a lot of work. Marriage is not for the weak. And I just think that people need to be honest about why they really don't want to get married. And I think if they were really honest about it, it doesn't so much have to do with modern women, because that's another excuse, too, that I hear from the men. Oh, these modern women, these modern women. No, it's not about modern women. Just say that you're not up to par as a man and where you should be. So you want to say it's modern women. And for the women, Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Da, da, da. Don't say that it's all men that's not shit. Say you're not where you want to be. So it's easy to blame the opposite gender because marriage is a lot of work, period, point blank. And I think you have a lot of people in this day and age. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to do a whole lot. They want to do the bare minimum. You notice everybody has time for sex. <laughs> Y'all like the fuck, but people don't have a lot of time for like, you know, patience and, you know, child rearing and, and cleaning and cooking. Oh, that's too much work. Booty call on the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm clowning. <laughs> I'm clowning today, but I'm just saying though, I'm keeping it real. You know, people got time for ass. Oh, yes. You'll never hear a bitch get online talking about, oh, I'm never going to have sex again because these men ain't shit. Shit. Men who ain't shit got the best dick. You'll hear that all day, every day. So, you know, just say that, you know, you just don't feel like putting in the work, you know, to sustain a successful marriage. That's why I got all these dusty hoteps trying to have multiple baby mamas and multiple wives and shit. Oh, will you be one of my wives? Fuck no. You know what I'm saying? Just say you can't handle one. 
So you want to have multiple wives. So that way, when this one gets on your nerves, you have an excuse to go to this one's house. That's it. That's all. Don't try and you don't, don't throw God in there and play mental gymnastics. Just say you want to have an open relationship and fuck a bunch of different people. I'd respect that more than you playing with my mind and trying to bring, well, you know, in the Bible, uh, God said be fruitful and multiply and men can have multiple women if they choose. Yeah, but they also have to have the means to take care of these women. You can't have, you can't run a broke around. Come on now. <laughs> so like I said, I can't take anything. Child, they named your damn podcast correctly. Carisha, please. Okay, please. You're talking about faithfulness and you are sitting here in a part of Diddy's harem a women. He just had a baby on you not too long ago. So don't act like all men aren't faithful. Say, uh, Papa Diddy is not faithful. Papa Diddy is willing to not settle down. Papa Diddy don't want to marry you. Don't, don't, don't plant your insecurities onto these young girls. Cause there's nothing wrong with marriage. It's a lot of work though. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? But I think, you know, if you want to be married, go for it, but understand that it is not easy. It's work. Don't just be infatuated by the wedding and the big house and, you know, the cake and all that stuff. This is somebody you're going to be with for the rest of your life. So take it seriously. Again, if Papa Diddy was willing to get down on one knee and propose to Carisha, oh, she'd be happier than a pig in a poke. Okay. Oh, she'd be grinning from ear to ear. I do. I said yes. But she knows her man ain't faithful. So she wants to project these weird insecurities onto her fans. I'm never getting married because men ain't shit. They're all unfaithful. No, your man ain't shit. Your man is unfaithful, okay? Don't project that bullshit on everybody else, ma'am. Carisha, please. <laughs> like I said, they love to get online and, you know, talk down about marriage, but you'll never hear them talk down about sex. Well, we got time for that. Good pain? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm about that life. Marriage? Oh, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. People ain't faithful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let me see here. Um, let me read a few more of these super chats, and I have to get them out of here. Shout out to all 9,000 people in the house. Please hit the like button. If you're having a good time, hit the like button. Let's see here. Ty says, Ty, I said it right. Uh, says, LOL, but girl, you know you keep me laughing while keeping a real much love, sis, and you look good, by the way. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, love. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Ness95 Entertainment says, T, did you hear about the Ohio train crash? My tin hat is tingling. Ness, where you been? We talked about that train crash about two weeks ago. <laughs> um, yes, it, we heard about it. We talked about it, and your tin hat is correct. And there's even more derailments. Um, it's all a part of just messing up the supply chain because so many of our things are transported by train in America. And so there's been a lot of derailments besides the one in Ohio. So, but thank you for the super chat here. Um, let me see here. Let me get on my last topic. 
Oh, I got two topics. Okay. Okay. So let me talk about Northwest really quick, right? So Northwest is out here imitating Ice Spice. Now, Ice Spice, I'm I'm really shocked, but Ice Spice is doing her thing. Uh, she made it to number three on the billboard. She done surpassed Lotto. Um, I think the reason why Ice Spice has been able to kind of blow up is because you had Megan dealing with the whole court situation. Um, Cardi's on probation, having to do community service. Nikki was hiding up until Rolling Loud. She finally came out and dropped the diss track. Um, who else? Lotto, I don't know. Her fans are not really supporting her like they should. Anyways, long story short, Ice Spice was basically able to kind of circumvent all these girls while the rap girls were over here beefing and going back and forth on Instagram and Twitter and all this other shit. Ice Spice was sitting back with her curly afro, chilling, minding her business, you know what I'm saying, dropping music. And she has made it to number three. A lot of people feel like Ice Spice is an industry plant. And, I, you know, I don't know, possibly, but I don't know. But remember Kanye was really upset a few months ago. He felt like, you know what, um, I'm not going to keep arguing with you, Kim, about putting my kids on TikTok. This is not right. I don't want my daughter on TikTok. I don't want Disney and all these other people exploiting her. Well, it seems like ever since Kanye has literally been kicked out of the, the family, we're seeing more and more of Northwest. And so Northwest is currently causing controversy because she decided to imitate Ice Spice. I don't know if I can play this song, but let me play the video. Let me come in. Let me bring this in close. Okay. okay I don't want to play the music, but just watch her moves. I'm let it play again. She has our makeup, like always. Making sure to get a little back shot. So a lot of people definitely feel a way about this. I will say now, let's let's remember this. Northwest is nine. I think that's the part that bothers a lot of people. I think if maybe she was 13, 14, people wouldn't mind. She's not even in the double digits. She's nine. Nothing about this child's energy is that of a nine-year-old. Again, it's spring break, so I babysit my nephew, my nieces. My nephew is 10. He's a year older than Northwest. You know, and, you know, my niece is like four. So it's like, I just... I don't get that vibe from her. Like, I just feel like she's just grown up so fast. And people are like, well, she's just mimicking Ice Spice's moves. But why is she even listening to Ice Spice? And I notice a lot of people will say this. Yeah, she's only nine. She's not even 10 or 11. A lot of people use this excuse. Well, growing up in the 90s, y'all was sitting here listening to Little Kim and all types of freaky shit. Indeed, we were. Indeed, we knew every little Kim song by heart. Indeed, we were overly sexualized as children. We were indoctrinated with a lot of overtly sexual messages. Hence why a lot of us became teenage parents, right? Because we're listening to Bump and Grind 
all night going to bed, not knowing that, you know what I'm saying, music gets into your subconscious. So you're in the eighth grade, you're an eighth grade boy, and you're listening to Bump and Grind all night on your headphones. Remember in the 80s, we fell asleep, not 80s, 90s, with our headphones, like our Walkmans on, our boombox, we always had music playing. A lot of us didn't have TVs in our room like that. So you listen to music late at night, low. So you're 13 and you're listening to Bump and Grind all night. Then you wonder why you're going to class. You're trying to fuck something at 12, 13. This is the truth, okay? So if we know all of this, the, the difference is back then, we didn't know a lot of this stuff. People weren't as woke back then. These weren't conversations to be had. People didn't really understand what music did to the subconscious. But in this day and age, people are more aware. So just because we did it too, doesn't mean that you have to keep perpetuating it. You feel me? And I feel like, okay, even if a nine-year-old girl in the hood back in the day was listening to Little Kim and Foxy Brown because her mother wasn't home because the mother had to work and she was a single mother and there was nobody there to really keep an eye on what she was watching, this girl is a daughter of millionaire parents. Daddy used to be a billionaire until he went on that damn hobo Jewish rant and they got rid of his millions, billions, excuse me, okay? She comes from a family of means. She is the type of child where they literally can have her all day, every day, sheltered, going to boarding schools, never knowing what the hell a ice spice was. They technically as rich and as sheltered as she should be, she should think that ice spice is some type of seasoning. Some type of new adobo seasoning and shit at the store. You listen to that ice spice? Oh, no, I thought it was seasoned salt. That's how damn bland Northwest should be. You know, I just, again, people's kids can do what the hell they want to damn do. But I, it does disturb me that she's only nine. I can't lie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I have nieces and nephews, and they're, they're not listening to ice spice and, and be a young boy at nine. They're just not, you know, so you, you can have your kids, you know, more engaged with certain things. And I get kids play dress up, kids play pretend. Don't get me wrong. Okay. When I was a kid, you remember all, all the black girls did. You put a damn towel on your head and act like a fucking princess. My hair, my hair is so long. Kids play dress up games. Kids have fun. She comes off very sensual at times when she does her dances, her moves, you can tell, like, she spends a lot of time watching pop culture stuff, probably spends a lot of time watching and mimicking her aunts. Remember, this is the same family when, um, what's her name, Kylie and Kendall, when they were young, they had bought them a stripper pole. And at 11 and 12, they were on that stripper pole spinning and doing all this weirdo shit. When I was 11 and 12, I didn't know what a stripper pole was, let alone how to jump on their move. So I, I so when I watch stuff like this, I just feel like they're just somebody caught her saison ice. I can't stand you. Nope, nope. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. But I just feel like they're just constantly trying to groom her for like public appeal. Because let's keep it real. Kim is getting older. We all are, not just Kim. You know, we're all getting older. You know what I'm saying? I talked about this on Discord. You know, we're all aging. So they're trying to prepare North. And all her little cousins to be the next generation of Kardashians. 
And we live in a day and age where, you know, in order to pop and go viral, has to be attached to something either sexual or damn demonic from what I'm seeing. A lot of Satanism shit popping up. We'll talk about that in a second. So for me, I just feel like she's a bit too young to be mimicking Ice Spice. Okay? I haven't seen Ice Spice come out with anything uplifting, woman empowerment. She talks about boys being liars, having a fat ass, and a guy eating coochie. What part of that relates to a nine-year-old? It's okay, I'll wait. But y'all always want to say that people are judging. Nobody's judging her. We're saying with the music that Ice Spice puts out there, how is that relatable to a nine-year-old? I don't want my nine-year-old reminding people of munching fat asses and boys lying, so I'm going to be a player. I'm just saying. So I just, it, it's just, I don't know. It just kind of bothered me. You know, I see her all the time online. We don't too much post her. You know, that's one thing I have told my bloggers. This was viral and it had to do with Kanye. So we did post that. But usually, this ain't Hollywood Unlocked. We're not, well, I don't have no, I don't get a check from Kim Kardashian. We're not posting her daughter every day. They literally post her every day on Hollywood Unlocked. And I'm just like, why? Keep her on TikTok. There's no reason that grown folks need to see this girl day in, day out, commenting on her face, her makeup, her body. It's a bit much. She's nine. You got folks saying she's getting pudgy. She's nine. Leave her nine-year-old body alone. So I I don't know what Kim is thinking, but again, this is the same person who allowed her nine-year-old, or actually she was eight at the time, to wear a gimp mask. Remember, I didn't even know what a gift mask was at my big age. I had no idea. Y'all taught me that shit. I just thought it was a Halloween costume. Remember, I went down that BDSM rabbit hole? Scared the hell out of me. She had on a gift mask. So, but y'all would say like, oh, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. That shit's weird. There's no reason that that an eight-year-old needs to be tied to BDSM. So I don't know, man, Kanye, you may have to get out of your stupor and spend more time with your daughter because it's apparent Kim is just letting her do whatever at this point. So I'm not feeling it. I just think that she's a bit too young. And when I see kids being put in those type of situations and I get it, oh, it's just innocent fun. Maybe for her, she's nine. So she's not thinking about pedos and and people looking at her in a sexual manner she's a kid she's just having fun my issue are the people who are watching her and it's not just her i can go on tiktok there's all types of prepubescent girls dancing in crop tops and you know and it's like where's the parents whose child is this and why are they on my damn timeline i don't even follow this person i don't want to see this but that's what gets pushed through the algorithm. So now imagine if that's somebody sinister. But this is the same culture who'll cry and make a three-day documentary about the subway guy, Jared, as disgusting as he was, but then these same algorithms will push young girls through the algorithm. If nobody even suspected Jared was a pedophile, imagine how many are still there who have not been discovered yet. That Jared documentary on, was that on the ID channel? 
A&E, one of them damn channels I watched last night was disgusting. But I told y'all years ago when folks tried to attack me, when that story first came out about Jared, I said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, folks, cuss me out. How dare you, fucking nigger? Oh, they was cussing me out. That was the wild, wild west of YouTube. I was caught all types of N-words on that video. They lit my ass up for saying, I can see him doing this shit. Then it came out a year later. He was guilty of everything that that woman said. No one apologized. <laughs> they never do. You know what I'm saying? I was all types of N-words. So again, if the subway guy was out here fantasizing and doing all types of just disgusting, deviant shit to children, who do you think is watching these videos and commenting? I don't know, man. Kim needs to chill. Kim needs to chill. I'm not feeling it. I think Northwest is a very smart girl. You know, maybe home in on her artistic side. She seems like she likes to paint and draw. Maybe home in on that and chill out on her mimicking suggestively sexual singers at nine. I think that's a bit much for me. But again, I'm speaking for myself. Y'all can let y'all's daughters do what y'all want to do. But I'm speaking for myself. I'm not feeling it. Oh, it's the Jared documentary. Like, literally, I had to take breaks watching it. It was so disturbing. I can only imagine the woman who was the undercover, what she went through. Because if it wasn't, she's really a hero. If it wasn't for her, he would not have been caught. He's one of the most deviant, prolific. I say that he's on the same level. Um, who was the British guy that was out there doing all that crazy stuff? And then he died. Y'all know who I'm talking about, the British one. Yeah, it was a really disturbing documentary. So, like I said, it's just, it's Jimmy Savile. Thank you. My, my thing is slow. Yes, Jimmy Savile. I think he was like the American version of Jimmy Savile. No lie. I didn't even realize it was that many kids that he had did that. And you know what's very interesting? I got ready to go, but what's very interesting I think the rabbit hole goes deeper with him because as I was watching that documentary, I thought back to a South Park episode and I had to look it up. The South Park episode about Jared came out in 2002 and they were insinuating in that cartoon that he was a pedo in 2002. He didn't get popped until about 2014. Why does South Park and the Simpsons know everything beforehand? Just like, remember, Kevin Spacey and the little boy with the diaper running. I forget the little boy, little cartoon boy running out of Kevin Spacey's basement. And um, it goes deep. I'm going to talk. I'm, I, it goes deep because I was up last night just doing like some research. Yes, yeah, Stewie. Thank you, Stu Griffin. How was he placed in front of us? What made Jared, like what made them pick him and place him in front of us? You know how many people lose weight every year? You know how many people go on a diet every year? And they're not picked out of obscurity to be the face of a national chain? What if he was like the fast food version of Jeffrey Epstein? Truth is stranger than fiction. 
we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that another time. I'm not even gonna go there because I have to get ready to get to this game. Um, yeah, I just think it goes a little bit deeper than I, the little boy with the diaper. VXW two. I couldn't think of his name. Stewie. That's his name. I think it goes deeper because the more I watch that documentary, where did this man come from? What made him be chosen? Because I remember the backlash I got on that video was very nasty. Always oh, nasty. Because when I did my update, you know me, I'm a gloat bitch. I'm a Leo. I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm a Leo, so I'm a gloat. But they drug my ass. But I get it, though. Because he was like some type of national symbol for like weight loss. And he was a good, good man. How dare you accuse Jared? People were brainwashed. Man. I didn't give a fuck about none of that shit. Fuck Subway and Jared, okay? Um, I didn't care about none of that shit. Said, said, it sounds suspect to me. If he ain't do it, then he ain't do it. But why, why just dismiss her? Because she's not famous, you know? But I think the rabbit hole with Jared goes deeper. Okay, Ira, look at Bernard. Playboy Cardi! <laughs> Thank you, Bernard. <laughs> He's like, you're not leaving until you talk about Playboy Cardi. Okay, let me talk about this. Uh, okay, 634. Playboy Cardi. And I got one better for you, too. Little Uzi Vert. I don't know what is going on, but I really feel like um, a lot of Satanism is being pushed as of late. Let me see. She posted it. Ooh, did she? Let me hit refresh. She's supposed to be posting this stuff about Lil Uzi before I had my tantrum and was upset. She's like, I'm trying to post. Okay, she did. She's like, I'm trying to post a little Uzi story. You, you deleted your Instagram. Okay, so she got it up. So this weekend was rolling loud, right? Now, I don't listen to Playboy Cardi. The last time I heard he was beating up pregnant women. He got a baby by Iggy. You know, I thought he was a rapper. I guess he does rap rock. But there was a girl that went viral. She said she had to leave his performance. It was so demonic. He was screaming and hooping and hollering. She was outside. You could still hear this man screaming. Let me pull this up. So she was very disturbed by this. Let me share this with y'all really quick. She was very, very disturbed. And on top of that, I'm going to show y'all this other video that kind of, it kind of had me shook. Okay, so I want y'all to listen to her. This is going to, don't tell me this ain't playing. Hold on. It was sick for like I don't know if y'all hear that. That mess behind me that I'm leaving. Something is not right with that. Jesus, in Jesus' name. I'm walking up and down through this whole live concert, crying and clutching my pearls because that sounds like some mess. I I can't. Lord God, fix it. That's crazy. I wish I don't even I don't even want y'all to hear this. That's how negative and demonic and these souls living. It was So now let me let me just make me halfway on the screen. Okay. I want y'all to look at this video. It kind of, it kind of oh, caught me. Oh my God! Oh, holy shit! Oh, what the fuck? Oh, 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 now, granted, he could be on crack. Uh perks, whatever you young people do nowadays, right? I don't know y'all smoking crack, smoking perks. I get the drug aspect, but I don't care. Them them eyes, he look crazy as cat shit. 
Um, but look at this video. Look this. If you watch this video, he has a tail. Do y'all see that or am I tripping? Y'all see that? It's like a tail. You see it? I can't play the music, but you can see a tail. But then when you show this video, there's no tail there. There's no tail on his butt. Where did the tail go? I don't know if y'all peeped there. Maybe can y'all can y'all see that? Did y'all see that tail? <laughs> I don't know. I just I peeped that. I'm like, why when he was behind the curtain, there was a tail attached to him, and then it disappeared. It was really weird. It was giving me Travis Scott tease. You couldn't see it. You saw the tail. Let me let me blow it up one more time. Hold on. Let me let me blow it up. Okay, I'm gonna show y'all. Watch this. It's like shadowy. See his tail between his legs? See the tail hanging? Right there by his butt. See the tail swinging? Y'all know Titi don't miss shit. Okay, now look at this next video when he's dancing. There's no tail. There's, that's his butt full on. No tail. Where did the tail go? I need to be the damn moderator of Unsolved Mysteries. Where did the tail go? So now let me talk real quick about little Uzi. She just posted this. Little Uzi's out here on some demonic shit too. Oh, I didn't see it. I can't play his music, but it's just, let me see she posted. Okay, look at his belt. Look at his eyes. Let me zoom in. Hold on, let me zoom in. Hold on. Okay, look at his eyes. Look at his belt. Baphomet, pentagrams. Let me see if I can pause it. I gotta wait for it to go back down. Y'all don't miss shit. Look at his belt. Five point star with the Baphomet. We can't play the music because you know YouTube, but look at his eyes. You know, I just I don't get it. And I wanna like Uzi. Just because, you know, him and JT, they seem like a, you know, I don't know, I guess a carefree couple. I, I don't know. But I just, I don't get, like, what is what is going on with, like, just all this satanic, demonic imagery? Um, it's just a bit much. They're really pushing it. And there's this whole red, red agenda. Something is going on with, like, all of this red um, somebody said it's suspenders T. No, not the suspenders. Oh, you're talking about his pants? I don't know. It just looked weird though. It looked like a tail. You talking about uh Playboy Cardi? It didn't look like suspenders though. But um, as far as little Uzi, the thing I don't understand with that, I mean, he's been playing that little game, like you know, little Uzi, little Uzi Vert is supposed to be like Lucifer, but it just seems like now it's becoming more and more blatant. And it's almost like People are just like really celebrating the darkness and they're normalizing it. Now, let me do one better. Cause like I've been saying, the color red has been really, really popular as of late with a lot of these celebrities. Um, you have Ice Spice, her bright red hair, uh, the Murdochs, you know, Alex Murdoch and his whole redheaded family. Um, Rihanna wearing red, Kanye, 
red, uh, Kiki Palmer and her newest promotion wearing red, Beyonce red. There's a lot of red, right? Now, uh, y'all remember them big dumbass red boots that all these celebrities are wearing? The mis- the uh, hold on. Everyone is wearing these boots. Let me show y'all this real quick. Uh, hold on. Okay. All right, everybody. Why is everyone wearing these red cartoonish boots? No one wants to subscribe. Y'all have seen everybody wearing these. Not everybody, but you know a lot of celebs. Now, did you guys know that the people who make these red boots are the company called Mischief? They're the same ones who made the little Nas X Satan shoes. I don't take anything as coincidence. You see all these celebrities wearing them. But that company also made the Satan shoes from um, for little Nas X. So I don't know, I just find it very interesting that the color red is popping. These boots are viral and they come from the same company that brought us the little Nas X Satan shoes. These are the shoes here. So I don't believe in happenstance at all. They had to settle out of court with Nike. But yep, same company. So just some food for that. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with all these celebs. They're dabbling and, and, and you know, leaning towards the dark side. I'm not here for it. Like I said, people going to wear what they want to wear. They're going to listen to who they want to listen to. That is your business. But it's just certain things I'm not going to get down with. And um, that's one of them. Let me see. I'm going to read two more comments and I got to get up. I have to get out of here. Um, Red, ne- Red Noir says, North dancing in a two-piece with a bit of skin below the butt showing at nine is not okay. I agree. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Lord Flawless says, I don't know why I got put in timeout. I didn't even say anything rude. This is all I said. Stream Red Ruby, the sleaze. Is that bad? No, it doesn't make me no difference. She probably got put in timeout by somebody from a different gang. Y'all make up all these weird, you know, fandoms. Probably, it was probably a mod from, you know, a, a lotto fandom that blocked you or removed your comments. I don't know. I have no problem with it. Um, I did listen to the song. Yeah, that's another red in there. Uh, red Ruby the Sleeves. I did listen to that. I did like it. I thought it was pretty cool uh, with the Lumidee track in there. Um, but thank you for the super chat, love. Let's see here. Coco Baby says, we'll catch the playback. Darling Cohen 20 says, I'm hood, but I don't play certain songs in front of my daughter. I don't let her hang out with certain family members. I don't talk about grown folks' business in her presence. When you know better, you do better. Thank you. Agreed. And thank you for the super chat. And that is the truth. That's why I said, you know, people say all this about, well, y'all did it in the 90s. Okay. People did that. But like you said, when you know better, you do better. 
And Kanye definitely knows better. And Kim just wants to play crazy, you know? But yeah, that's what it is to be a parent. Granted, kids are gonna get involved in stuff and do things behind your back because that's what kids do. But that doesn't mean you have to condone it either, you know? But thank you. Um, so did you just make up this name and join my live stream? Somebody named Little Uzi is a demon sent $4.99 and says, hell is hot. Bye, Uzi. Peace be on to you, brother. Um, thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Aaron Lee says, I'm married and it's hard work. These gender blaming channels are full of shit. Nobody wants to take responsibility. I'm over it. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, the whole men versus women channels, they're a turn off. I don't, I don't have time for it. You have a lot of bitter, angry men, you know, who have failed at relationships. You have a bunch of bitter Bettys who have also failed and they want other people to be just as miserable as them. And I'm not, I, I don't have time for it. Life is too short. So thank you so much. So you guys, I have to get up out of here. I got 15 minutes to get to this game. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, we got up to 10,000 people in here. Awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed this stream. Thank y'all for just supporting me. Thank you, everybody who sent the super chat. Uh, thank you, Moneybag Mo. She always comes through. Appreciate you, sis. So everybody, have a good evening. Stay safe. I will talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.